Hello beautiful people, I am Angelica Marie Omegwa Eshesimwa, founder of Omegwa, and you are listening to The Tea Corner. I'm so excited to bring on our first ever guest, Jody Lynn Craven. She is a master of manifestation and abundance, specifically for entrepreneurs. So in this episode, we get into the tea of what is holding entrepreneurs and the world at large back from manifesting the abundance and prosperity we deserve, okay? So if you're ready to get into it, settle in and let's get this money. Thank you so much for having me, Angelica Marie. I love, I love talking about abundance. I love talking about money. To kind of tell you a little bit about my story, I've, uh, I look really young, but I'm going to be 37 this year, and I've been through a lot, <laughs> a lot financially. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was in my previous career before finance uh, was in safety, and, and when I was in that realm, I loved it. Um, but purchased a house in the boom of the economy and went through what a lot of people went through after the 2008 great financial crisis. Um, You know, the individual that I was with at the time, the relationship was not good for me. And when I walked away, I walked away from my house. I had to foreclose on it and it was worth about half of what we owed on it. So it was complete financial destruction. Every mistake that you can make financially, I have made it. Um, And that really set this fire inside of me to understand. I thought, you know, if I understood the, you know, back end of car sales, no one could take advantage of me. So I I put that to the test with finance. And I started working in the industry part-time, started loving it, became a financial broker, opened my own office, built this team. And over the years, I've been doing that for 11 years now. And over that time, I started to see uh, this rep- repetitive cycle with people where, you know, I would go and I would free them up money, like $1,000 a month. And I'd make this beautiful plan on how they'd get out of debt and how in one year or two years or five years, they'd be in this completely different situation than they were in now. And I put all the things in place and then a year would go by and I would meet with them again and they'd be in a worse position than when we originally started. So I started to dive into the mindset side of things. I realized that it wasn't just the third dimensional things that we know about money, like you put money into a savings account or even understanding investments or insurance. That wasn't enough. That's a piece of the puzzle, but not the whole frame of the entire picture. So I started to you know, read lots of books, take lots of courses on money mindset, and I, I started diving into the law of attraction, and I found that things were really vague you know, just be positive, just be grateful. And, and it's like, I'm trying. (laughs) So uh, about four or five years ago, I I went on this uh, rapid transformation, rapid, you know, spiritual journey. And I began to really turn in and I started to channel abundance codes. And they came in the form of questions, you know, why do I do this? Why does my bank account, you know, always land at this number? Why does my debt, even though I pay it off, go right back up on that same credit card? Like, I don't understand what's going on. And I I knew that I was connected spiritually to God, the universe, you know, all of these things. So why not ask? Why not ask if they have wisdom that I'm not seeing? And, And these codes started to come through and I could see that it was more about the mindset, yes, that's a piece of the entire puzzle. And now the energy piece, the energy that we carry throughout the day, the energy that we affix to money, what it means about us. We hold money on this deepest level of meaning. You know, when we have it, it will mean that I'm successful and that I'm 
good and I'm worthy. But when we don't, it means that I am like a piece of crap and that I'm not worthy and I haven't done enough. And we attach money, a piece of paper that is literally backed by nothing except for our collective belief in it. Uh, we attach that piece of paper to our soul, to who we are as a human being. And it's time to detach that and really see how we recreate the same things in our lives with money and how, when you know, you can start to shift that and have a completely different experience. You said it so beautifully. And, you know, I, I really think, you know, when we talk about energy, it's really hard to really see what that that means, right? Because it could be so abstract. But when you really think about money and you talk about money, it truly is in its most material form energy because how you carry yourself, how you, you know, believe what you can do and what you can accomplish, money really is the conduit to a lot of those things. It really reflects in your surroundings, right? What you're able to um, purchase for yourself, do for yourself, where you can go even, yeah. all of that is really tied to, to money. Um, and I'm sure um, that you've probably heard of or read um, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Yeah. Yes, I, I just finished that. Just finished that book. It's a wonderful book, highly suggest everyone read it. Um, but really, can you share more about, you know, your fluid money blueprint and how you really went about building frameworks. Yeah. So it all started with me because I had this interest in why, like, how am I blocking myself from receiving? Um, and I think what, you know, I was just doing it to test, to test it for myself. And then people started hearing about it and they wanted me to teach it. And that, you know, grew into this fluid money blueprint. But the three biggest issues that I see, number one, is that we start when when someone is looking at money and how they block themselves from money, we start on this really surface level. You know, money is bad. Money doesn't grow on trees. I have to work really hard for money. And um, the second thing that or what happens with that when we're starting on the surface, I want you to picture a dam. So on the other side of the dam, this big brick wall essentially is water. And we're going to say the water is all of the abundance. So like more joy, more money, more love, more everything. All of that is on the other side. And you're standing there in front of this giant wall. Okay. When we start at the surface, what happens is we experience this fatigue. You know, we're starting at the very top of the wall and we're trying to dismantle it brick by brick. But what happens is we're not seeing this extravagant change or even any movement. So we quit. We think that it's not working because we've started at this high level and we really need to start going deeper than that. But what's missing is an actual framework on how do we dive deeper than the surface? Because like we were just talking about, it comes back to meaning. It's So if we look at some of the surface beliefs, you know, I... Uh, uh, money is bad. Well, you can look at that that belief and say, well, I don't really think money is bad. You know, money can do a lot of really great things. Okay, great. I've, you know, repatterned that belief system. But what might still be there and what I do in the first phase of the fluid money blueprint, which is called unlock abundance block, is I teach you my method on how to ask specific questions to draw deeper into the problem. So this problem specifically you know, money is bad. Okay. Is there a part of you that fears you're going to lose something when you have more? 
that is the deeper level of that. It's not just that money is bad. Okay, yeah, I don't believe money is bad. Okay, but if you somewhere inside of you believe that life is going to change, people around me are, when I have lots and lots of money, people around me might think that I'm arrogant. They might think that I'm not as genuine as I was before. Maybe they won't like me because of the way that I dress or the, what I purchase, you know, having a fancy car, maybe they will judge me. And then what happens? Okay. If all of that, those fears come to life, what's going to happen? Well, then I'm going to lose all the people that I love. No one will love me. I will end up alone. That's the deepest seated belief there is if I have all of this money, not that it's bad, but people will think that I'm bad and then everyone will leave me and I will end up alone. So we need a framework to actually dig deeper because that's the root belief there. And when you conquer that root belief in the second phase of the fluid money blueprint is really dismantling it. Often we're running in these fight or flight responses, these systematic responses. And the way our body and our brain was designed is to keep us safe. So now we have this fear that comes up and our body and our brain takes over and is like, you're unsafe. There is a tiger chasing you. Run. And you can feel your system change when you're in that fear, that scarcity mindset of like something's going to change. I'm going to lose the people that I love if I have more money going on the same you know, thread of this. So then your body starts to go into this fight, flight, freeze mode. And we can't rationalize with that because you're in this primitive mode of thinking. And I always relate it to like a, a toddler. I don't know if you have any children, but I'm sure that your audience and you have seen children freaking mm -hmm. out in a store, right? You can't yeah. calm them down. You can't reason with them and say, you shouldn't freak out because, you know, the candy is not good enough for you today or you've had enough or whatever it is that you're, you can't reason with them. And you can't reason with yourself when you're in this space. So the second phase of the fluid money blueprint is teaching you a system to actually calm yourself down, a framework on how you do that. And I call it the cast system. So we actually, I teach you inside of this framework, how to get your body to be your reporting system, your like red light indicator, you know, the dashboard on your car that goes off saying something's happening, pay attention. And then how to actually calm the system to a point where you are neutral. You're no longer in this free fall or fear state. You're at a neutral state. And then how to reason with yourself and actually back up the pattern. Walk it back and replace it with something that's actually going to serve you rather than hold you back from the desires that you want. And then the last phase of the fluid money blueprint is all about creating the life that will call in more because energy attracts energy, like attracts life, right? And we've all felt this and you had said it before, you know, that energy is this thing that you can't see and it's difficult to understand. Um, and I like to put things in perspective of what people already know. You've probably met in your life somebody, you know, you've, uh, this happened for me in car sales, not that not to paint a brush of all car sales people, but <laughs> this happened to me in car sales where I've walked in and I could feel that they wanted me to buy. Like th they didn't care what I said, what my concerns were or whatever, but I felt this like gross trying to like take advantage energy coming off of them you, you know what i'm talking about right you felt this before oh, yeah. where somebody just wants to sell you something and it feels gross okay 
okay? That's their energy speaking before they say a word. That's mm. your intuitive guided system. That is how your body is built. I'm going to actually relate this back to horses. We were talking about horses. Um, there's some phenomenal books on horses, but a lot of people say horses can smell fear. It's not mm. exactly accurate. What happens with horses is that they have giant guts. And within their guts and our own are receptor sites for energy. So when someone isn't being authentic, so feeling their feelings, they're trying to hide it, they have an ulterior motive or whatever, okay, <laughs> those receptor sites are feeling that in your stomach. This is scientifically proven that this is happening. And horses, because they're animals, they just work on this instinct. It's not necessarily that they smell fear, but they feel energetically that something is wrong. And they have these giant guts. So then they have these giant, you know, experiences with them, you know, they rear up and they do things, you know, that we wouldn't normally do because, you know, we're, we're adults and we're supposed to act in a certain way. But when we start to tune into these feelings, you've also met on the other side, somebody who you just couldn't get enough of, but you don't mm. know why. It's not something that they said, but you just really wanna be around them. Again, that is their energy. So we wanna pinpoint in phase three of the fluid money blueprint, which is abundance on autopilot. How are you pushing away people with your energy? What is the average energy that you, you know, precipitate throughout the day? And most people are very unaware of what it is. For me, I am very bubbly. I am very positive. Like something will break and I'm like, oh, look how pretty it is broken. You know, like I am just, that's the way that I'm wired is always looking for the positive. So when I was asked this question of like, what does my average emotion on an average day, like, what is that? I would have said happy period, like happy. I'm just a happy person. And I did this exercise where I mapped out my entire day, you know, from start to finish an average day for me, you know, I get out of bed and then I brush my teeth and then I go to the bathroom, you know, all the things that I would do, all the minutia of a regular day. And then I went back to that list and I started writing down the feelings. What was I feeling in each of those experiences? And when I tallied it all up, my average was anxiety and overwhelm, mm. but I had no idea. So what I was telling the universe with my energy alone was I'm overwhelmed and I can't handle anymore. And then if we go a little bit deeper, some of the phrases that I was using is I don't have time. I don't have enough. I can't do that. I can't handle that right now. So whatever we're saying and the energy that we're bringing to the situation, this is what we're telling the universe to ship more of. So in those scenarios, I was blocking myself from receiving new clients or receiving extra money or anything else because of this perception of not having enough time, not having enough, you know, like support to deal with it, whatever it is. So in the third phase, we really get into that. What are you putting out to the universe and how can you start shifting your day so that you're in the emotions, in the energy of what you desire to create. Because we always say, you know, when I get to a million dollars or pinpoint the number for yourself, everyone's different. When I get to six figures, when I get to whatever, then I will be happy. I'll be joyous. I will be this. Okay. How do we bring all of those feelings, that energy into this moment, into your daily life so that now your daily life, the way that you live, the way that you come to the table, everything about you is magnetic to that desire that you have for the future and is pulling it forward faster than ever before. 
This episode of The Tea Corner is brought to you by The Boss Blend, Omequa's organic herbal tea for energy without the crash. Ditch that tired cup of coffee for this uplifting yerba mate, rosemary, and hibiscus blend. With 85 milligrams of caffeine per cup, you can fuel your hustle while keeping your heart healthy. The Boss Blend is made with biodegradable, full-leaf sachets so you get the real tea. Not that tea mulch mess, okay? Text the word BOSS, all caps, to the Omequa Organics number in the episode description for money off your first order of BOSS. Now, let's get back to the tea, shall we? So many beautiful points there, but I, I think a major, major through line um, is being in the state of fear. Because truly fear is, you know, we're either in a state of love or in a state of fear. It's either or. And really, you know, being in the state of fear, it's very easy to, to be in that. And I was um, reading The Law of Success by Napoleon Hill. Um, and he and he detailed, you know, the six basic human fears. Um, and three of them in particular really re relate to money and success. It's fear of poverty, fear of the loss of someone's love, which you really touched upon, and the fear of criticism. So truly those fears can manifest itself in so many areas of our life where we really want that abundance, whether it's, you know, relationships, career, money. So, you know, I really want to encourage y'all when you, when you think about attraction and manifestation, which is, you know, such a huge topic. And like you say, people really are very abstract about it. Right. Um, but it's like, yeah, if you, if you really want to attract something, you have to be open for it. So if you see yourself as being someone who is full of fear, full of obligations that you're putting on yourself, full of anxiety, of course, the energy is um, that the universe wants to give you, it has nowhere to go. It can't go in you because you're full of all these other things. Um, so, so truly for you, because you've been through, you know, so much financially and you've managed to, you know, to not succumb to your financial circumstance. Um, how was that shift for you in terms of, you know, other people around you? Like, did you have to really change your surroundings to be able to shift into this, this new level of, of abundance? Like how, how was that process? Um, yeah, I think so. I, not necessarily, maybe my surroundings, I've gone through so many different like awakening process and shifts and, and everything like that. Um, but there's been people, I, I'm not really sure how to say this. When I was going through this change, I'm just going to be really honest and vulnerable. When I started going through this change, one of the things that brought me to want to change was I was living my life like a robot. Um, I was strong, independent, take care of myself, take no shit from nobody. Like that's, that's who I, who I was at that moment. And I had zero space for any grace for myself or compassion. I treated myself like a, a, a robot um, mm -hmm. and everything was super structured and I had completely atrophied the, the, uh, the feminine side, the flow, the, the faith, the creation, all of that stuff. And I was trying to be so masculine and um, I really had to shift 
that perspective and really work on that to be able to take days off and to lean into joy and and all of that stuff. And for me, I really put a barrier around myself because I was in an environment that supported me being the way that I was before. Mm-hmm. My friends, my brokerage business, like everything was supporting the life that I had. And I wanted to make this shift. And for me, I decided to put a big wall in between me and the people who I didn't think would appreciate it, would support me, like who, who I thought would criticize me or tell me I'm doing something wrong. And looking back, I lost some friendships because of it, because I didn't make space for them, because I kind of shut them out out of fear that they wouldn't accept me in the path that I'm going down. And um, so I want to say that you don't have to, but it's a completely personal thing. What do you need to be able to stand on your own two feet to make those decisions that are best for you? Because a lot of times we get into this space of having dreams for someone else and living Mm. our life the way someone else says that we it has to be and i was breaking all of those barriers think of like me in a box and like breaking it open i'm deciding that i'm deciding new things every day that you know i'm going to figure out what is true for me and what i want to believe in and what i want to bring forward rather than looking at the entire world because what i realized is that we often deal in absolutes You know, we learn from, you know, this hustler or that hustler. You got to, you got to have team no days off and you got to work seven days a week and 12 hours a day and like all of these things. And I believed in all of those things wholeheartedly. That was my truth. So to shift that and to start to see something else was difficult at the beginning because I didn't have any tools. Now I built the tools for other people. So it's not so hard. Um, But I, I was stuck in these absolutes. And this is one question that I constantly ask myself is, is it an absolute truth? Meaning, does the whole world comply to this one standard that it has to be this way? And when you start looking at the entire world and that one standard that you've created for yourself or that truth you've created for yourself, you start to see that there's other people in the world that have broken that standard. The six, I think it's the six minute mile or the, yeah, the six minute mile, you know, before this guy ran the six minute mile. People said it was humanly impossible, and he chose not to believe that. And then once he did it, he broke through that standard or that belief system, that truth that was holding people at this standard. There was countless person after person after person that Mm. did it because there is more than one way to success. There is a billion ways or a billion possibilities that exist. So I constantly reflect on, is it an absolute truth? And there's very few things in this world that are absolute, have to be this way. Um, Even gravity, you can say it's not absolute because you have planes, (laughs) you know, you have all these things, right, that defy gravity. So there's very few absolute truths. And when we start looking at those things and start you know, imagining what could be rather than forcing ourselves to fit into a box, that's where the magic happens. So it goes back to what you need for yourself. At that time, I honor the fact that I needed to be isolated from my old crew and and the people who knew me as that because I felt like I was going to be judged. Were they going to judge me? I don't know. Some of them did. Um, But I felt like I needed to protect myself and do what I needed. And that's a very personal decision for each individual to make is what do you need and what will support you? You know, you got to take care of yourself first before you can take care of anyone else. 
I think it, it's so brilliant the way you said it in absolute truth. Um, because another thing that I was really learning is uh, a lot of the times the way we think about money and approach money and work, that's learned from, from childhood, right? Like Absolutely. thinking about like how our parents acted with money, were our parents bad with money, were our parents very fearful of losing money. So it really, um, it really self-reflection and really, because you might not even realize it. Because for me personally, just going over my, how I interact with money as an entrepreneur and I've yo-yoed between states of um, extreme conservatism and, and just being fearful to lose money. And then on the, the flip side of that, you know, not thinking things through, like honestly being reckless with money, it's, it's difficult as an entrepreneur to, to figure out where to put your energy and, and how to best invest it. But I realized I was, I was mirroring patterns that my, my parents went through also as, as entrepreneurs and, and with their money. So, you know, like many things in life, you know, I always like to say, it's like, it really traces back to your upbringing. Um, and it's, it's really a challenge for all of us to be able to, you know, really sit objectively. Like, I like how you said how you really, you know, tracked your emotions throughout the day and, and really dissected them. And just to not allow our habitual patterns that we, we do um, become us and overtake us um, and really be able to, to think expansively. Um, because a lot of a lot of us may become the first people in our family to want to be millionaires, to want to build wealth. So that's a huge mental framework, you know, generations that you have to really, really break through. Yeah. Um, so, like for you, Jody Lynn, being on the other side of it and, and building this abundance, and I saw you're managing over ten million assets. And so, so how do you? Um, how is your mindset being on the other side of it? How do you maintain it? Was there any, did you face any fear on the other side of it in terms of going back to where you were? Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love this question. I want to say something too as well, because you were talking about all of the, you know, going back and the introspection and a lot of people feel fear around even looking. And um, one of the things that often comes up for people is I'm never going to be done or I have to be done before I will receive. And I want anybody that's feeling that way right now um, to, to like write that down, circle it, draw a giant line through it. It's not true. That's also a belief that's limiting you that I have to be perfect to receive. You simply looking at this giant wall, we were talking about this dam that stops you from receiving. You just looking at it and starting to see that you've created it and that if you've created it now that you, you can shift, that starts to loosen those bricks and abundance is able to start to pour in for you. For me, going along in that thread, we're never done. We're here as humans, I truly believe, to have an experience. And that experience is constantly evolving. And it's not about perfection. It's about progress. So things still come up for me. They aren't as hard. They don't, like, go as deep. You know, if, if uh, I was, like, looking at the things I would reflect on before and the blocks that I had before, you know, it would take me a week or a month or whatever, this arduous time to figure it out, to within minutes, I can shift and I can start seeing new pops of abundance. 
So that's how it's really different. Um, of course, there was this fear of like backsliding. And then I leaned into that. What's the worst case scenario or the bottom line if you end up backsliding? Okay, there's, there was all this fear there of like, oh, you know, I, it will mean I'm not good enough. It will, it will mean that the work that I've done, you know, wasn't impactful or wasn't right. And when you start to see these meanings that we've created, you're like, that doesn't make sense. It just means I'm evolving. I'm evolving to the next level. You know, where you are at at six figures versus seven figures, it's a completely different mindset. You you approach the world and the problems that you have completely differently at the two ends of the spectrum there. So you have to give yourself that grace to flow through it and continue to grow and learn. And, you know, where I sit now, I have never experienced abundance on this level in all areas of my life. You know, I am, I am so fulfilled in the life that I live now. I feel so in control and yet so faithful that things will work out the way that they're supposed to, that the things that bothered me five years ago, 10 years ago, they're, they're not even blips on my radar anymore. You know, another major thing that I always you know, talk about and love to share is that you really have to put the people that you want to become or the people who are, are embodying the energy that, that you, you hope to have, you really need to put them in your daily spaces. You really need to be reading those books, reading those autobiographies of people who have, who have truly been self-made, you know, surrounding yourself with people who also think expansively, because again, energy is always contagious. Like Mm -hmm. it's very easy to, to as easy as it is to be infected by, by broke energy. It's, equally as easy to be infected by, you know, abundance energy and abundance mindset. So I have one final question. I love to ask all guests this before I open it up to any questions. Um, But who is Jodi Lynn at her highest form? What what other heights do you want to achieve? (laughs) What does Jodi Lynn want to achieve? You know, that is a, it's not a difficult question, but I'm going to answer it differently. Mm -hmm. Um, I have, I have intentions for my business. You know, my intention is to continue to grow my brokerage business and outside of that, continue to grow my coaching business. And uh, I want, you know, it's a desire of mine to have a thousand students go through the program that I was just talking about with the fluid money blueprint. Um, my the the not higher version of Jody Lynn, but where I see myself in the future is having more of a presence and um, and being able to deliver this information at a a higher level across the world because I truly believe that when we start to self-reflect on all of this stuff, when we start to disconnect the button and really lean in to who we are and all of the magic that we've come here to this lifetime to experience, when we lean into that and, and really start to foster the life that we desire, more joy, more bliss, more money, all of these things, um, that's the reason that, that you're here. 
And I think there, we'll see when people lean into this, that we'll see less depression in our, our world. We'll see more fulfillment in our world. We'll see more joy. We'll see more happiness. We'll see all of this, this ripple effect in not only our lives, but in the lives of entire communities and nations and eventually the world. And when that changes the way that we attach to money, we change, our society changes, and everything becomes better, more cohesive to the world that we want to see rather than some of the things that we're seeing right now. For me on a personal level, um, just the Jody that I want to be uh, and strive to be every single day, every single moment is the one that steps in, not for perfection, but for progress for getting the most out of life that I can, whether it's, again, joy or bliss or, or, you know, any of these extraordinary feelings that I desire. I want to, you know, lap life up because we've only got this one. And that's the Jody that I see in the future is, is the one that's doing even more of that. So hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, you're just, you're just light and you, you just genuinely love the you know this topic and it's just so clear this is what you were put on this earth to do so you know Definitely. thank you so much for sharing with us but Jody Lynn do you have anywhere you want to direct everyone who's listening um to this too oh I love it um go to my Instagram it's just Jody Lynn Craven uh, it's just my name. You'll see a picture of me. Um, you'll recognize me. Go to Jody Lynn Craven and uh, on Instagram and go to my bio. So in my bio, there is a free webinar that I have there that goes through the three common mistakes that entrepreneurs make. One being I have to work more to receive more. Two being I can't feel anything but positive or I will track that into my life. And three, if I just change this one belief, everything will change and how to shift those so you can have um, you can have a better experience with abundance in the future. You can start to recalibrate to a higher level of abundance. And then I actually go through the fluid money blueprint and how you can get access to that. So definitely check that out. I have tons of, I like to write more than like, I, I love to speak, have conversations like this, um, but I love to write just stuff pours through me. So there is tons of stuff on Instagram um, that is free and available for you to just consume and, you know, if somebody has a question that's watching this right now, um, don't be afraid to reach out. I think it's so interesting that we, we have this fear of like, I can't ask. And we also have this fear of like, if I admit there's a problem, um, like my life will break down or, you know, it will mean that I'm bad or, you know, I haven't been good. You know, we're afraid to admit that these things have happened. Um, but it's in this admittance, it's in this seeing yourself and having compassion for yourself that gives you the ability to change. You can't stick your head in the sand and hope for things to change. You know, doing the same thing over and over again is the definition and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. So find the courage to start to look. And I always use my best friend as my like sounding board and not even necessarily that she comes into the room with me. But when I'm finding it difficult to look at something that I think might be scary for me or I might not like if I see it, I always go back to my best friend. If this to my best friend, you know, I don't like this and it means that I'm a bad person and I, you know, I'm not worthy or whatever. What would she say to me? 
and how would she react? And then I give that same reaction and compassion to myself because I think that's really what's missing in this whole conversation of self-development or personal development is is really that self-compassion that you're not wrong because you've picked up this belief system at some point and you've made mistakes. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. You made a mistake. And you can choose another option now. You have the opportunity to when you really see that. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Tea Corner, beloved. You have taken the time for vital self-care when there are so many other things demanding your attention. That's why I created the Self-Care Success System to help you build a uniquely perfect self-care routine that doesn't just fit into your busy lifestyle, it transforms your lifestyle. Using our assessment, you will receive five actionable steps to get started today. Start building a life of peace, purpose, and prosperity founded upon self-care today. And begin our free self-care success assessment in the description below.